Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So said St. Paul, a man who knew something of the cost of taking up the cross to follow Jesus. This talk is a meditation on that cross. The strangeness of this symbol of our faith is lost on us today. You can visit any jewelry store and see beautiful necklaces made of gold, often encrusted with, with precious stones in the shape of a cross. But when Jesus carried his cross, cross to Golgotha, it was anything but beautiful. To help us here, imagine if we decided to change our symbol from the cross to a noose. The cross was a hated method of torture and execution in Roman times. It spoke of anything but love. It was a symbol of the ruthless dominance of the empire over its subjects. It was how they instilled terror in anyone who may have been thinking of resisting their rule. But by giving his body to be impaled on one of these wooden crosses, Jesus transformed this hated symbol to a precious reminder of God's infinite love for a world of sinners. David Baroni and John Chisholm wrote a beautiful hymn some years ago that I would like to quote here. It's called, O Mighty Cross. The first verse goes like this. O mighty cross, love lifted high, the Lord of life raised there to die. His sacrifice on Calvary has made the mighty cross a tree of life to me. Recently in our little Church's Thursday Night Home Fellowship, we pondered the striking truth that life, eternal life, comes out of death. We thought about Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 4. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Life from death. Easter Sunday must be preceded by Good Friday. Jesus said, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus was born that he might die. The shadow of the cross hung over him even as a baby. When the old man, Simeon, said to Mary his mother, when she and Joseph presented him in the temple, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. I imagine she remembered those words when she stood by the cross of her son, the son of whom the angel Gabriel had said, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. 
Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. As he made his last journey to Jerusalem where he would die, he said, But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. This was not a baptism of water, but a baptism of fire, of suffering and pain. O mighty cross, what throne of grace! He knew no sin, yet took my place. His sacrifice on Calvary has made the mighty cross a tree of life to me. What a throne for the Son of God, and what a crown for his brow, a crown of thorns gouged down upon his head, which sent the blood streaming down into his eyes and into his beard, then to mingle with the blood running down into the dust of Golgotha. What sort of love would send the Holy One to such an end? The same love expressed through the prophet Hosea for a terribly backslidden people, a people who had sunk to offering their own children in fiery sacrifice to Molech, a love that said to them, Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? My heart is torn within me, and my compassion overflows. The amazing words of Almighty God for his sinful, wicked people. This is the love of Calvary, the love that would offer up an only son. What would you do if a cruel mob surrounded your son and mocked him and spit on him, beat him, and took hold of him to torture and kill him? What would you do? You would step in immediately. You would do anything in your power to stop those who would so treat your precious son. I certainly would for any of my six sons. But Jesus was God's one and only son. And for love of you and me, he stood back and watched the killing of this beloved one. He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. O mighty cross, O Christ so pure, love held him there. Such shame endured his sacrifice on Calvary has made the mighty cross a tree of life to me. Jesus endured shame that was not deserved. He deserved worship. He deserved glory from those who mistreated him. My shame is much deserved. My shame is that in the face of such love, I would sin against that holy sacrifice that that by my sin I would join the cry, crucify him, crucify him. God have mercy upon us, and he has. That mercy is demonstrated in the cross. Again, St. Paul writes, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. O mighty cross, my soul's release, the stripes he bore, 
have brought me peace. His sacrifice on Calvary has made the mighty cross a tree of life to me. The children of Israel came out of Egypt, out of bondage with a great deliverance from their foes by God. Almost immediately in the desert, they faced thirst. There was no water. Perhaps after being set free in such mighty fashion, they would die there in the wilderness. They came to a place called Mara, which means bitterness. This word is the root of the name Mary, the name of the one who experienced the bitterness of watching her son die horribly. There was no water, or there was water, but it was bitter. They could not drink it. So God showed Moses a tree, which he cut down and threw into the water, and the bitter was made sweet. You and I were in a desert of spiritual thirst and approaching death, a desert of bitterness, not life. But the cross has come between our thirsty souls and that desert of destruction. It has become for us the tree of life. Have you been to this cross? Have you knelt there in contrition and repentance and in tears of thanksgiving? This mighty cross is the tree of life to you and to me. This symbol of hatred and murder has been transformed by the Son of God to a symbol of hope and love and forgiveness. Let me close with another verse which surveys the wondrous cross, one of the greatest hymns ever written on that subject. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Lord Jesus, thank you that you were willing to pick up your cross, to trudge up that ugly mountain, the place of a skull, there to bear my sins and the sins of this world in your own body, so that we being dead to sin might live unto righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. My dear friend, we ask you to pray for us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church as we are attempting to establish a work in this Schenectady in the greater Albany area of New York State. We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. If you're in that area, if you don't have a church home, come be with us 10 o'clock Sunday. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.